is today. Today? It is Wednesday, my dude. This is gonna be great! <laughs> Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and boys and girls, and people of all colors, shapes, and sizes. What am I saying? People of all colors? That makes me think, actually, usually when there's somebody that's trying to like defend themselves of not being racist or, or show that how they don't see color or whatever, they always say, oh, I don't care if someone is black, white, yellow, red, or purple. And everybody throws in that purple, the color purple at the end is like the exclamation point of the sentence. And you're like, oh, he doesn't care if someone is purple. Get out of town. This dude is not racist at all. But I am here to politely disagree. Maybe not so politely. I don't know. But... I mean, the sentence starts out, all right, like, I don't care if someone's black or white. Sure, we get it. We understand. No need to go down that road, right? Sure. Um, but things get a little dicey after that. So I don't care if you're black or white or yellow. Well, well, yeah, I agree. I would not discriminate against someone who is, is yellow because clearly they have jaundice. And jaundice is a medical illness, something that needs to be addressed with uh, a, a proper medical staff. So um, it seems that it would be rude to discriminate against somebody who has jaundice, just like if you met somebody who has cancer, and you're like, ew, you have cancer, I don't want to do... No, nobody does that because it is a me medical illness. And if I see a yellow person... Uh, the last thing I'm thinking of doing is discriminating against them. I'm just trying to get them to a hospital. You need help, man. So then we have next. I don't care if you're uh, the red. Like, I don't care if you're black, white, yellow, or red. Now, being down in the south here, I see a lot of red people. It's really sunny down here most of the time. And, and well, sunburns happen. And, uh... Now, in this case, I can kind of see some discrimination because uh, you mean to tell me you were out all day long in the sun and you didn't think once to put some sunblock on? That seems like you have some poor judgment. And I can see someone being a little discriminatory over someone with, with bad judgment. Now, I'm not saying you should be. Get that right now. I'm not saying you should. But I get it. I understand it. You know, like, I mean, it's just common knowledge. You put some sunblock on, you're going to be in the sun all day. So the red, I can kind of... I can kind of see, but I'm not saying we should discriminate him. But then we land on purple. The last part, I don't care if you're purple. Well, um, you don't care if someone is purple? Sorry, but I'm going to have to agree to disagree. Because I don't know where you grew up, but me growing up, I've always been taught that an individual with a purple complexion, they eat people. Yeah, I know. I'm not, I can't get behind you eating people. It's just not something that I rock with, right? So, and also those people tend to always have one eye 
and one horn. Now, that's just the cards that they were dealt. So I'm not I'm not going to discriminate against them because they have one eye and a horn. Those are some that's that's weird, but and they they may look strange to me, but that's not the reason. I can't let you eat people. That is a choice. And and I I don't care what you say. I'm pro life. Pro life, no eating of people. So you know what? I'm going to discriminate against the purple. That that's just the way it is. I haven't met one purple person who hasn't eaten another. So that's kind of where I land. That's what I teach my kids too. Like uh, there's a knock at the door and they're like, dad, someone's there. I go, are they purple? No, let them in. That's just how I roll. So, um, it's kind of a weird way to start off the Devo. I I see, but um, it happens. It happens. Anyway, let's get to some important news. Today is a big day because it is my wife, Lauren's birthday. So she's excited about it. She's a big fan of her birthday. I'm sure she would have liked if I had a parade go down the road this morning. It was not in the budget, but um, maybe someday. But she's a, she's into that big birthday. So if you see, if you, you know Lauren, tell her happy birthday today. So let's get into this podcast Devo thing. Let's get serious. You, go, you guys always take me off track and I go down weird rabbit holes. And that's shame on you. So here we go. So, something happened this past Sunday, which I suppose could be considered a blooper. Um, although it was awkward and, and really annoying to me. And for sure a fail in terms of what I wanted to happen. Okay? Maybe it is a blooper. I, I don't know, but it isn't. I don't think it's funny enough to be included in the, to, to start the whole fail, the blooper fail reel thing. So I'm, I'm just going to go past that. So a little backstory. I struggled this past Sunday with my guitar. I was having guitar issues. I was using my Charvel, my USA Charvel SoCal Tele with the active pickups in it. And for those of you who are like, I don't know what an active pickup is. I don't even know what that means. There's passive pickups and active pickups. Um, and this one that I was using has active, which means there's a battery that powers it and it gives it a little more oomph. It's, it's louder, got a little more gain to it. It's a, but every, every different kind of pickup sounds a little different. So it's just a whole thing. We could, we could spend all day talking about pickups, which I'm not going to do because you'd be bored and you'd be like, I don't care about the pickups. I get it. All right. But anyways, the pickups, their job is to pick up the sound of the strings and the notes that I hit there, and it goes into my processor, which then sends it out to the speakers where you hear it, right? So, Thursday night rehearsal, no issues. Sounded good. Had a great monitor mix. I had everything dialed in. I was happy. Then Sunday morning happened, and everything went to crap. Pardon my language, but it went to crap. Uh, So much so that mid Mid playing, I I had to call my daughter and said, "Hey, when you come in to church, I need you to bring this other guitar." Now the problem is the other guitar has different pickups; they're not active. This is the only guitar that I have active, so everything is going to be off. It's not going to sound the same. the The settings have been changed, and I would have to go into my computer here and processor fix everything there, which I didn't have time to do. The wireless settings are wrong. Couldn't hear myself in the monitor due to all that. There's no time to do anything to fix it. I just had to roll. Right uh, now, the sound guys did an excellent job of making me sound good, even though I felt like a fish out of water. 
But before walking on stage, after this whole like mess that I had this morning, that that morning, uh, before I walk on the stage, regardless what it is, I'm excited. I'm thankful that I get to do what I do. I always look forward to to performing. Right now, the only time I haven't been looking forward to performing. There was a few times in my cover band days where I'm at a, like a dive bar and I'm just like, I just don't want to do this. I'm just doing it for the money. I just need to get this done. Those are the only times. But coming to faith and becoming a worship leader, uh, there's never been a time when I, when it wasn't exciting to walk on stage and leading people into worship. Like, I love it. It's an honor to be chosen to do this. And, and I take it seriously. And that's why I try really hard to make things sound as good as they do. And I practice hard. I have high expectations for my team, but I have higher expectations for me. So as I was saying, I was having guitar problems and before service. And so I'm already in that uh, frustrating mind space, but I'm still looking forward to, to worship. Oh, and about, I also should mention, I, I play with a wireless um, rig, so that means I don't have any cables tying me down. And my transmitter, the clip broke that usually goes on my guitar strap. So now I have to put it in my pocket, right? So I have the transmitter in my pocket. We're about to start service. It's counting down. You know, I, I get on stage usually three minutes before service, and then I make sure everything's tuned, everything's good to go. When it gets down to zero, then we start. And I usually like to start at about the two-second mark because then the lights and all that. It's just the way I like to do it. But I'm watching it count down. I reach into my pocket to get a pick. And guess what happens? I unplug my transmitter from my guitar. Now I have to fish the transmitter out of my pocket, find the cable, stick it in the little tiny hole, get it. And guess what? This is, uh, this is what we get. Check this out. Good morning, Point North. Let's go ahead and stand and praise the Lord. It's so frustrating because I want to do my best. I want to give God my best. And, and I try to start out the service um, with something that sets the tone. You know, I want, I want, I want everybody to, all right, to get excited here. Got a good upbeat song. Let's get into this. So I'm, I'm glad I'm here in the house of the Lord. We're here to worship. I just want to lift up my voice, right? But instead, I, I start with an awkward moment. And I'm just like, ugh. And there's just... It's so awkward. Everybody's waiting for me because I'm starting the song. Of course I'm starting the song when this happens. And I'm just, it's irritating. So throughout the worship set this past Sunday, this, like I said before, the sound guys did an outstanding job for all of you who are listening. You, you weren't, you wouldn't have known I was going through all that stuff and that I couldn't hear myself. Um, but I felt all out of sorts. I didn't have a good time. And it hurts me when that happens because Sunday mornings are my favorite. I love worshiping. I love leading you all into worship. And I know how important it is. And I'm going to repeat that. I know how important it is. But my question is, do all of you listening to me right now, do you know how important it is? Because I'm not so sure. The last thing... Uh, I want Sunday mornings to become, with in particular me in charge, is to become just a show that people come and watch. 
I don't, I don't like that idea at all. And, and now growing up, I always wanted to be a rock star and put on these massive shows with so much going on and really give people an experience. And I've made set lists, I've been in bands with videos and all sorts of stuff to achieve those goals and put on this giant show where it was, you know, simply for entertainment and giving people a good time, right? But I'm not called into this position of worship to be a worship pastor to entertain people. And I know church, big C, all around the country, many have gotten into that point where it's more church entertainment, uh, to really give people an experience. And, and, I, and I can admit that from time to time I feel like I get sucked into that, um, but it's not what I want and I try to fight against it. Um, for sure you wanna, you wanna be in a packed um, sanctuary. Everybody's in there uh, just singing and, and letting go of everything. You want, you want people clapping and singing along with you. Um, but that's not, exactly what it's all about. For sure, we want you to sing and clap and be a part of it, but I want you to authentically worship. And that doesn't necessarily always mean singing. It doesn't always mean clapping. It doesn't mean all that. It's, it means a lot of things. It means showing up on time. It means taking it all in, taking it seriously. So I was thinking, what are the, the, what do I think church is about? And this is like, Here's a few things that I've come up in my mind what church should be about. Number one, connecting with your brothers and sisters in Christ. Being in community. You know, that means connecting, talking to one another, caring for one another. Fellowship, if we want to use a big church word. You know, like, care. Like, there's a difference between going, meeting people before or after church, having some small talk, and like actually caring and having a conversation. I think we need to do that because it doesn't happen a lot of times. Number two is is simply worship. Thanking God for what he has done, what he's been doing, what he's doing now, and what he's going to do. And we do that in a number of different ways on, on Sunday, such as singing, reflecting, letting go of hurt uh, or, or sinful behaviors by laying it down at the cross and different places and services. There's, there's no special time. It's just when you feel it, right? But in another way is by tithing, you know, like these are all part of worship, giving thanks, letting go, accepting him. And, and the third part is learning and growing closer to him from listening to the pastor's message. There's so much we can learn. We need to learn more about him every day. Uh, so part of church is is growing closer to him by learning more about him and 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 taking what we learn and putting it into our lives. But the problem is, I don't think that everyone goes into Sunday morning thinking that's the goal. I think those are those three aspects of what I think church should be is lost on a lot. And and so let's let's talk a little bit about it. So I hate when I go to a church and everything is overly produced and I feel like we're watching a show. Like every single second is accounted for. Everything is done with from one thing to the next, right? Now I plan services where I take into account everything that's going on, but there's always a little leeway to do, maybe go in a different direction, whatever like that. I, I appreciate the planning, for sure. Um, but 
I don't think that every second has to be accounted for and that everybody has to do this one thing at all times. I made a song about that, and it was called Big Show. It's with my band Chasing Rain. You can find it on YouTube. It's a good song. I like it. Proud of it. But there are things to do that I do that mitigate and make sure it's not about the big show. But I recently heard a pastor say this. So I was on Instagram, and there was a clip that I found of this pastor. I think it's called the Summit Church. I don't remember where it's at. But he talks about the show of church, but and more, though, about the community aspect of church. So I want to play it for you quick. I, I went and watched his, his whole sermon. It's really good. But I'm going to play a clip of it right now. Check this out. What if we reserved, let's just say, the first seven minutes right before church starts and the seven minutes right after just to do this? Wouldn't that be a way of demonstrating the gospel, saying, here, you matter, and you are important. You're not invisible in here. Do you know what kind of place this would become if we did just that? Honestly, it's one of the things that irritates me about you guys that cruise in 10 minutes late or leave five minutes before we dismiss. It's not that I'm mad that you're missing part of the service. It's that you treat church like it's a religious show instead of a welcoming family that you're a part of. When people say that the church is unfriendly and it feels like a big production, you're the problem. And don't even get me started on you guys that are still sitting at home in your pajamas streaming online when health-wise you can and should be back in church, okay? If you got health issues, I get it, that's fine. If you're traveling, I understand. But some of you are still sitting at home right now on your couch because you've reduced church to a program you watch, and that is not church at all. Wow, he brought some fire into that one. I liked it. I was like, ooh, he went hard. But if we, if we think about the church service, there are lots of people who come late, right? I mean, it just happens. Every church that I've been a part of, there have been people who just show up, second, third song of the worship set in. It's like 15, 20 minutes into when service starts, you know, and you see them walk in and they're like, whatever. Now to me, I hate being late for anything. And I don't like when people are late for me, sure. Uh, but being late for church, where we as Christians should be going to meet our second family, where we are to worship, where we're to grow closer to the Lord. If being on time is not that big of a priority for you to be at church, then something is wrong. And Because, I mean, I see the people who stroll in late and leave early, just like that pastor was saying. I see you, and I think it's sad. And I'm not offended. I don't, I don't care if you're walking out on me. It's not about me. It's not about the band, but it's just like, I agree with what this was pastor was saying. It's sad. Is lunch or, um, or the plans that you have after church, a football game, so valuable that you want to cut God's time short? Because that's what it is. This is God's time. This is the time we set aside to glorify him, to put him first, to take, put us second. We should always put ourselves second to God, but this is a specific time that we designate just for God. And, and we're trying to cut it short because we have a football game we want to watch or we want to go get a good seat at the, at the restaurant. For, like, it's just kind of lame. I don't like it. You may not see it that way, but it's, what, the way, it's what it is. 
And with that pastor talking about how those people who come late and leave early make church into a show, it made a lot of sense to me. I was like, I, yeah, I get it. I agree. And if we treat church and people um, that attend with priority, making efforts to, to truly be with one another, I think church would, would grow immensely. Whatever church you're at, if your church decided to do that and make it a priority to care about the people, to be there early, to stay a little bit late, to talk, to have community, I think that church expands. It grows. You know, Scripture commands us to do that very thing. In John 15, 12, it says, My command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Now, we all know that God loves us. That's why he sent his only son to die on the cross and take our sins upon him and give us the opportunity to follow him and live with him and, and have eternity with him. But did you know that God also loves the church as his bride? In Ephesians 5.25, it says, Husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. Church is important to God. He loves it like his bride. That is huge. Church is important. Being here before to connect with people is important. Being here after to do the same is important. I know I make it a priority to be in the lobby after church service to talk to as many people as I can. I tell my team to do the same thing. I make it a priority to seek out two people that I either don't know or I haven't talked to in a while. And and I just try to 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 be the best I can at this community thing. And, and guess what? It's not really that hard. In that video that I just played, also the pastor went real hard against the people who just watch from home. Um, I mean, if anything is a show nowadays or a religious program, it's, it's the streaming service. I know I've personally tried to go into watching a streaming service with an open mind and an open heart, like, all right, this is going to be like church. And it just doesn't work for me. It just isn't the same. For sure, I, I, I can listen to a sermon like that video clip that I did and get something out of it, but there's just something missing. And if you are just sitting at home because it's this has become a religious program, you're, you're really missing out. You really are missing out. I mean... I, to me, those people, it just becomes something that you check a box. Well, went to church today. Check. Move on to the rest of the day. Did you get anything out of the service? No, but I watched it. That, that's just kind of, I know that there are going to be people who argue with me. That's fine. You can argue. I just don't believe you. You Community is a huge part of the church. Being with people, worshiping with one another, it's huge. I just know we can do better as a community, a church community, whatever church you attend. I know we can do better. That's all I'm saying. And I think it's easier to do than you think it is. You probably build up in your mind, I can't, I don't want, I can't go and talk to people. Yes, you can. It's easy. You can just go talk to people. You know, last week we put on our Facebook page for Point North, you know, we always do social media. Um, there was five pictures that we put up. First one was how our church can become more than just a building. Because church is more than just a building. I know today I'm talking about what happens in the building, but I think it kind of correlates here. So how our church can become more than a building. Number one, become pe uh, people becoming passionately in love with Jesus. 
Now, if you're becoming passionately in love with Jesus, you're going to want to be in this building to worship and set that time, like I said, this designated time, to put him above everything else, to worship him, to love him, to grow closer to him, to thank him, to, to lay our burdens down. All those things happen if we're becoming passionately in love with Jesus. Second one, you showing God's love at work, at school, in your neighborhood, and in your community. Well, those are all great things. You should be showing God's love at work, in school, and in your neighborhood. But it also says, and in your community, this community, your church community, you should be showing God's love. And that is caring about one another, talking to them, like really connecting with them. Number three, become a community that invites and includes people into the body of Christ. There's lots of people that show up to church just to try it out. They don't get the warm fuzzies because not a lot of people are super friendly. I mean, everybody down here will say hi, smile at you and all that stuff. But maybe we need to do a little better at connecting. This is that whole thing that I'm saying. We can do better. We always can do better. Then number four, are you ready to be part? Are you ready to be that type of church? Are we ready? I'm ready. Are you ready? That's what I want to know. It's very important that we do this and we take church more seriously. We come in here with the the right mind frame that we are here to put God first, that we are here to worship, that we're here to do, maybe get a little bit uncomfortable to learn more about him, to thank him, to, to worship him. That's what we need to do. That's the moral of the story today. So that's really what I had to say. Hope you thought it was good, informational, something that you can send to a friend. I encourage you to do that. Share it, like it, comment, tell me what you think. I very rarely get comments for some reason. I feel like it's just because when I'm talking, people are like, wow, I just don't even have anything to add to that. It's not true at all. I know. It's a joke. Anyways, you have a great week. See you next time. 